0: The views presented in this program are not meant to express the specific views of the Lafayette Bible Fellowship. You are listening to the Vigilance Radio Network.
1: Welcome back to the Culture Insanity Podcast, episode number 7 and the final of the year of 2017. That's right. Um, so coming up on a big milestone on 10 episodes, I think we'll do something special for our, for our number 10, but final uh, podcast of the year. So it's pretty exciting, um, excited to keep going. So I guess let's just uh, hop right into it. So I we'll start out we'll start out big we'll start out with a big a big a big fish <laughs> in, okay. in terms of topics so um, obviously it's like the hottest thing right now but Star Wars the Last Jedi um, super super popular movie right now but also super popular for being I guess pretty polarizing um, between um, I think mostly fans because I think it's pretty much seen by all critics as like a good solid movie, like 90% or something on Rotten Tomatoes. For those people who live and die by the Rotten Tomatoes, I don't. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Star Wars The Last Jedi. So first, I guess, uh, likes and dislikes. I liked the movie personally uh, before we start like breaking it down, but I thought it was really awesome. There's things I didn't like about it, things that were downright cringeworthy about Star Wars The Last Jedi, but <laughs> overall... Really enjoyed the movie, so um, automatically from the get-go, I'm at odds with all the um, the haters out there about it, but um, just in, in general, what did you think?
0: Well, is this, is this going to be a uh, spoiler-filled conversation, I would assume? Our podcast,
1: <clears throat> by very nature, is a spoiler, uh, spoiler-filled podcast, but I mean, right. if you haven't seen Star Wars yet, shame on you for one, because even people who don't really, really like it have probably seen it, but... So it's um, a spoiler-filled podcast. Yeah,
0: ask the question again because I've uh, <laughs> I'm working on our Yeah, Facebook no problem.
1: Page. So just in general, what what are your um, thoughts on Star Wars? Did you hate it? Were you completely bothered by it? Um, did you enjoy it? I think I, I think I remember you liking The Force Awakens for what it was. Like you enjoyed the movie. I liked it for what it was. That's a good that's a good uh, <laughs> <laughs> disclaimer for you.
0: I mean, I, th- I you always have to think of things that way when you're dealing with uh anything that is um fiction, right? Yep. You got to take it as it was meant to be and mm-hmm. then judge. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting cuz I just got done watching the James Franco movie about the room. James Franco. You know what I'm oh, talking okay. about. okay, yeah, 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 the room, <clears throat> the room. Yeah. Yeah, room. yeah. Yeah. And that's like the, the disaster artist. Yeah. The opposite where that film is terrible. And they, that People like it because it was the opposite of of what he meant to speak. Anyway, yeah, Star so, Wars, sorry. So
1: taking a movie for what it is was and what it was meant to be, being careful not to slap words, being flippant with your wordage, right? right? So saying something is good because good means something. Saying right. something is beautiful because beautiful means something right. to us. And so I think that's what Josh means by taking it for what it is. And so he liked it. I liked For it. what it was. I
0: liked it for what it was. So, <clears throat> for me, it was a good movie. Was it a good Star Wars movie? I would say that it was a good Star Wars movie. But, was it a good Star Wars movie in terms of, did it um, uh, follow the status quo of Star Wars?
1: To that, I would say no. Okay. So I guess uh let's see cuz I've had <laughs> I've had a lot of conversations about this and movie. I don't think I don't think that makes it bad. Okay. Okay. I'm just trying to figure out where I want to start with the breaking down of this of this movie cuz I've had a lot of conversations about it and I'm just trying to reformulate my thoughts on it. But um yeah, so overall I liked it. Um I think that there were Okay, so I'll say what I was really reserved about going into it. I guess yeah. that's a that's a good starting point, and from there, I'm sure it'll naturally jump. Yeah, but, do that. So what I was really reserved going into this movie was getting another another movie that's presenting to you the concept of there's no such thing as good or bad. You know, that's completely subjective, and and all that nonsense. You know, kind of like <clears throat> I think we cited it before, but like I think Maleficent really was uh, a yeah. was a like a a point in in time, right, you know, for for that um, another Disney movie. yeah, another Disney movie. There's no such thing as good or bad, <laughs> and you know whatever. Um, so I was really skeptical about that going in. I didn't I didn't want to get that. Um, with that said, I think that I don't know if I'm like imposing my own wants for the movie onto it because mm-hmm. while I saw it walk up to that line, i felt like by the end of the movie they they backed off of it but you i know felt like they really like that is what's out there now so yeah so i thought they this is what i thought so if you've seen the movie you're you're, with me you're with us but so i felt so obviously kylo is presenting that choice to ray right right that it's it's bigger than good or bad and we can be so much more and Whatever that means, we don't really know what Kylo's idea of so much more is at this point. Like, Mm -hmm. what what does Kylo Ren want in the world? Right. You know. Um, So he presented this this option to her. She walked up to that line. I felt explored it. You know, there's that scene where where Luke says she went full bad or full dark side and blah blah blah, and that really scared him or whatever. Right. Um, So she like saw that, but then she also like. You know, explored the good and the light side or whatever And so I felt by the end of the... And then she, like, rejected that from Kylo Ren, I felt Like, in their their fight or whatever uh, After Snoke um, was easily disposed out of Right <laughs> um, I
0: liked the whole lightsaber turning thing And then, like, the... the <clears throat> that double narrative that was taking place It was
1: B.A. Yeah, I thought it was cool It was B.A. But... So I felt that. Other than the ease of it. Yeah. I felt that that was presented to Ray, but by the end of the movie, they are clearly going in different directions. And so I felt like in her rejecting his and going to what seems like she's going to the light side or whatever, it pushes him to the dark side or whatever. That's how I interpreted what happened. But you, I know. <laughs> Yeah, I interpreted it differently. Yeah,
0: I don't interpret it that way. I interpret her... And that's
1: why I say, like, I don't know if I'm imposing my own wants on the movie. And so that's why I interpreted it. And that's possible. I'm not perfect, but... I think my gain is a little
0: high on here. I get redlining. Um, But I am interpreting... Yeah, I think that's better. I interpret her movement not as a movement toward the light side. I interpret her movement as a rejection of his extremism.
1: Okay, so what is she moving toward? Is she moving in any direction then? No, not to you. No, no. She's she's just choosing
0: to. Um, <clears throat> she is just choosing to not choose. Like everybody wants her to choose, but she is saying, "I don't. I don't have to choose that." And she basically takes Kylo's advice. It's just that Kylo, he's power-hungry. So he he says, you don't have to choose anything. Choose what you want. But in reality, Kylo wants, you know, whatever's going to give him power. Whereas Rey, she, um, <clears throat> she's not power-hungry. So she doesn't go in that direction. But I don't feel like she's choosing to go to the light side. I, I think she's choosing to say that, We can choose to make whatever we want to of it. We can tap into the dark, and we can tap into the light, and we don't have to be extreme about it.
1: I just don't, like... Yeah, did she ever tap into the dark? I mean, like, she...
0: Well, she went into... She she was like... She went full dark. That's what Luke said.
1: Yeah, but what did that that even mean? It
0: entailed her giving herself to the darkness. She went down to the pit, just like in uh, Empire Strikes Back. Right. see there were a lot of allusions to empire strikes back but it didn't really yeah it didn't it didn't maintain the status quo but um just like in empire strikes back she is impetuous and so she decides to go down into the dark and she goes full dark just like luke goes into the cave so when she goes down or whatever it was i think it, like a bog or something i think it was a cave it
1: was like a tree or something like didn't he like Or something. Yeah, whatever he goes in. And then Darth Vader walks in. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. So just like Luke goes into the cave, she goes into this this hole in the ground. And so she goes into this darkness and she... The island's butthole. (laughs) And she ends up... um, What she's searching for is herself, right? She's trying to find herself. And she believes that herself is defined by... Her uh, her existence is defined by her parents, and that is what it is. Her whole existence has been defined by who are my parents, who are mm-hmm. my parents, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what we see in The Force Awakens. It, it's, a, it's a core aspect of her. So she goes to find herself, and what does the dark side of the Force reveal to her?
1: A hundred different versions of herself.
0: Yeah, all leading up to herself. Okay. So that's her going to the dark side. Her going to the dark side is her saying that the
1: definition of who I am is me and maybe that's why because uh, that was always that particular scene that I felt like is one of the most under scenes in the movie but is also one of the weirdest and like we've never seen anything like that in Star Wars it's probably
0: just not understood
1: yeah probably I mean
0: I mean <clears throat> so you take that scene and you compare it to Empire Strikes Back where Luke goes and he fights Darth Vader and what happens when he fights Darth Vader he cuts off Darth Vader's head and it's his head right mm-hmm. so the idea is that Luke could go to the dark side hmm. And and that he could become his father, although he you know he finds out that that's his father, but um, that he could go to the to the dark side, that he could become that, and so he pushes away from that. So that's the difference. So Rey, she goes and she embraces what she hmm. learns from the dark side. Luke rejects what he learns from the dark side.
1: Okay, I can see that now. Yeah, it felt like it was, like, in any article you ever read, that's, like, in all the breaking down of it, that's, like, one of the most under—it's weird. It's, like, one of the most under-talked scenes in the movie. Maybe that is. Maybe it's because it's nothing. <clears throat> Maybe that's because, um, yeah, like you said, people don't understand it or something. But, right. Yeah, I thought it was—I thought it was—yeah, um, I, I guess, like I said, it was just <laughs> me wanting— Wanting something that wasn't there I guess Well
0: I mean you know People are going to interpret that how they want to But I I do think So like what I'm saying is maybe my interpretation is wrong But I I mean it's clearly What the message of the movie is Mm -hmm. She needed to find herself She knew all along Snoke knew it So did Kylo right Mm -hmm. They knew these are dark side people They knew that She is nothing you know that
1: that is just her, and that she needs to focus on her. You think that narrative is gonna? You think that's you think that's legit? A lot of people say, "Oh, that's BS" or whatever. That's not actually true.
0: I don't know. Yeah.
1: <laughs> for storytelling
0: purposes, I think it's it's possible. But for, um, <clears throat> I mean, for I'm sorry, for storytelling purposes, I think it's possible that yeah, it's a inverted red herring or something like trying to throw you off the tracks. But I don't think that that's the case because what they're setting up in the grand narrative is that it's no longer about the Skywalkers. Right? I mean, mm-hmm. that's the
1: whole thing at the end. Yeah, with the kid. Right, with the yeah, kid. everyone has access to it. It's no longer a d- Jedi or And that's another, that's not another Jedi. thing where it, like, box the Chosen well. one or not chosen right? one. They're getting away from it. You don't need to be that.
0: special. You, don't, you just need to find yourself. Take mm. whatever path you need to to find yourself. Dark side, light side, it doesn't matter. Just don't be extreme.
1: Secular humanism.
0: So Kylo Ren, he became extreme in that. And that's the problem. Hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. I mean overall, I liked it though for what it was, like you said. I don't understand the people I just don't understand all the negative what was that article you posted today, it was like what was the long and short of it? People... Um,
0: it was that it's people's negative hype isn't real, basically.
1: Yeah, it was and it kept saying like just because the negative hype is loud does not make it valid. Right. Like there's a lot of like negative critique of the movie and it's yeah, and it, those those people are just being allowed. They're not necessarily it's not necessarily founded in anything that that matters or anything that carries weight or anything like that. Right. And so it's a ridiculous th- statement to make that the movie sucks or the movie's not well, doing good <laughs> or the movie's not uh whatever
0: on our own poll.
1: <laughs> we have a poll?
0: Oh yeah, we had a poll oh. last week. Uh what's see. our poll? Um, it was... The question was... New show on Friday the 29th. We'll be discussing the Last Jedi. We're wondering what you all think. Vote in the poll below and tune in next Friday.
1: So what were the options?
0: The options were Long Live the New Order with Kylo Ren going like this. <laughs> I don't know. They probably taken uh, from SNL. Yeah, probably. <laughs> it's like Kylo approves. Okay. And then uh, one that says Return the Old Republic with Luke going, no. Um, what's are approves with 67%.
1: Hmm. Yeah. I have a weird, like, uh, like thought on, like, I think we talked about it before, but we were talking about like Star Trek, like fanboys and stuff that yeah. they just like hold these things. Like it's the Bible and you can't mess with them. And, and then they have this attitude of nothing will ever be as good. Um, As the originals and stuff. And that's a lot of the, like, commentary I hear. And it really bugs me because it's, like, like they don't want it to be good or better, you know? Like, oh, it's never good. You're never going to have that, you know? Only I had that in my time. And I hate that. It's, like, to me, it reminds me of the legacy thing, you know? Like, don't you want it to be better for your kids? Like, don't you want them to like it like you loved it when you were a kid, you know? Well, see,
0: and for
1: me... I really hate that mentality and attitude about it. For me... A huge critique of mine
0: for Star Wars. So, just full disclosure, I'm not a Star Wars person. It's true. I am Star Trek all the way? I'm pretty versed in most everything when it comes to pop culture, but just because I'm versed in it doesn't mean that I like it. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, you know, it's it's fine for what it is. As you said, it's, it's a <laughs> disclaimer earlier. Fine but, for what it is.
1: but with that said, my critique is... Teletubbies is fine for what it, what is, it is and what it's right? trying to be. Yeah. You know, for children it's, and, you know... <laughs> It has, its,
0: it has its place. Simple minded people. Um, but uh, what I was going to say is that the Star Wars series, what I always took issue with with the Star Wars series is its excessive borrowing from Eastern mysticism mm. and its lack of commitment to Eastern thought. That's always been a huge issue for me. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't stand the fact, for instance, that Mace Windu. <laughs> Went just full blown dark side, and yep. it's never addressed when he's fighting. Well, even even is it Darth Sidious, he's fighting.
1: Yeah, even Luke in, in Return of the Jedi. I guess it is like when Luke's fighting Darth Vader, he's not fighting Darth Vader in a you know composed sort of right. way. He's like not he is like beating him down with his lightsaber. You know, like right. that's not what Jedi, as you just told me, is supposed to right. be like. Right, right, right. <laughs> so there's always been those. Um, Inconsistencies within itself, right? Yeah.
0: Well, and so that, so to me, that's part of the issue. I think Mark Hamill kind of addressed that in his thought process. He was saying like, where the where where this movie, The Last Jedi, has gone, this isn't how everything was. And my response to that is that is absolutely correct, and that's one of the reasons why I thought that Star Wars was kind of weak in yeah. that sense because it wasn't a true allegory for what it was claiming to be. That said, because of that, it was. You know, somewhat palpable, um, because it borrowed from the Christian idea, while using Eastern mysticism as its core principle. It borrowed from the Christian idea of a supreme good and a supreme evil. What you have to understand about Eastern thought—those of you who don't know this—is that there's no such
1: thing as good and evil.
0: Good and evil are, you know,
1: made up words. Yeah, like, made up, yeah. like the character says. Yeah, good, good bad, made right. up words.
0: Made up words and so this concept of jedi and sith it's you know not it it never really made sense and so now what they're doing is now that they've awakened the force again <laughs> um you know with jj abrams i feel like what they have done is really thrown out the status quo of star wars with this movie i mean what, Leia now
1: is more than Force-sensitive. She's got, like, Force powers. And that's where I'd... (laughs) That was the most cringeworthy scene in the whole movie. You heard
0: about AMC, like, having to post a... They had to post a... a, What did they do? They posted something saying that at the exact scene where Ryan Johnson decides to... Dude, I...
1: I, Yeah, AMC, the movie theater chain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, they... (laughs) Yeah,
0: go ahead. <laughs> yeah, they f- like, that basically the James. sound is okay. There's nothing wrong with the sound in the movie because Ryan Johnson makes, makes a... Like a directorial like decision. Like an artistic decision. An art- and it was. It was artistic. It and it made awesome. sense. It made sense, right? So there's no sound in space. But also inconsistent. Right. Again. <laughs> again, inconsistent. Right. Because you can hear the laser
1: blasts yeah, and whatever. Tie fighters and stuff. But
0: in actuality, there's no sound in space because, mm-hmm. you know, sound
1: requires air essentially mm-hmm. to travel so when that thing hyper, spe- hyper speed or whatever right through that other ship like people are getting all pissed off where's the sound and then getting all up at <laughs> right like, no that's just like an artistic choice that the director made right so anyway but yeah so leia like pulls herself back into Ugh. the
0: ship using her force power and it's like those people who Please know no no <laughs> no again i'm not a huge star wars fan but i'm very up on, on, I'm very aware right so those people who know about the now non-canonical um, extended Meaning universe the of and stuff? Stuff. yeah and the books and all that sort of stuff they know that shows. Leia is more than force sensitive and that her children are like they grew up to be Jedi's and so on and so forth like Kylo Ren did right mm-hmm. but <clears throat> in any case yeah where did that come from but of course, that's okay because guess what? Everybody can use the Force now. Mm-hmm. It's not just the chosen mm-hmm. one. It's not just the Jedi. Even a little boy can randomly use the Force to pull a broom to him while he's sweeping the floor.
1: Why? Because he's at one with himself. Yeah. You know, I, I missed that the first time. Like, really? I didn't even see it because, like, if you're not looking at that part of the screen, you probably wouldn't have seen it because it's kind of like in the dark and the shadow and he kind of, you know, it's really subtle. I saw it and then I, I had to confirm it. Did that just happen? Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah, so... I went back and looked it up. Which is funny, because, like, if I didn't see that, and, like, what we're talking about, like, it, it like, really solidifies that point, you know, of everyone having it and, and all that stuff, but, yeah, no. It always should have been that, though, and that's, that's sort of my point is,
0: yeah, it's descending into Eastern thought, but for people who aren't aware, of
1: course it was going to descend into Eastern thought. Here's the question. <laughs> Here's the question I just thought <clears throat> of. Sure. With this what this whole new like um force everyone has a can have it, I right. do where does midichlorians play into this? right <laughs> It's not even addressed
0: well mitlorans is just the science of that universe right yeah yeah you know it's, it's just them explaining how something happened as opposed to or explaining what happened
1: as just, opposed for some, to some reason the there's the just this me- of it. I've never seen this meme but it should be a meme. Like, but what about the Metacorians <laughs> or something? Yeah, Because totally. everyone hated that. Totally, and it should be like that. uh Jackie Chan meme or whatever picture, you know? Yeah, they Ooh. gotta find. But what about the Metacorians? What image could you use for that? I don't know. Yeah,
0: there's got to be a meme generator somewhere that we can we can make that meme. <laughs> yeah,
1: post it up. <laughs> yeah, um, John Parker. A um, member here at Aletheia, he shared with me a picture. I, he probably pulled it from Reddit, knowing John, and you know Reddit is the source for all good things and good material and good reading, right. and Good research and sure. <laughs> he put Reddit is the Wikipedia of the internet. <laughs> I know we were trying to go with it, but I don't think we got there. Not well executed. <laughs> but he shared with me this other meme, and it's like a picture of Luke. Obi-Wan and Yoda and like the Luke portion of the picture. So it's like a three-tiered picture says, uh, the last Jedi is a betrayal of Luke's character. A real Jedi would stand and fight after making a mistake that unleashed the dark side on the unsuspecting galaxy. It's like, okay, well that's true based on what we're told about like Jedi, but then there's a picture under it. It's an Obi-Wan, old Obi-Wan, uh, Alec Guinness, actually, when my apprentice turned into a Darth Vader, I hid on a desert planet under a fake name and hoped no one would notice me. (laughs) So it's like, okay, that's true. There is that thing. And under that is Yoda. Yeah, I completely missed that Palpatine was a Sith Lord, so I ran away and lived in a swamp. It's kind of what Jedi do, is what it says. And so I told John, because he asked me thoughts or whatever, and I knew we were going to be talking about this, but I told him it's the ever problem with Star Wars, both inconsistent and consistent, inconsistent with how Jedis are presented and what we're told about what they're supposed to be all about, but consistent with what the saga and the story has given us. And fanboys, mainly fanboys, um, wrestle with understanding that because of Star Wars always having this fact value fractured yeah, um, mythology or whatever behind right. it. You know, like what they say and what they do never really align and what this person is supposed to be is never really portraying, even in the original trilogy like right. we were talking about with Luke and stuff. So I think it's a silly... Um, it's a silly critique if you like star Wars, because that's what right. you've been following your whole life. Right. You right. know? So I just, I don't, I don't, uh, understand it. Yeah. <clears throat> For me,
0: it was, it was where it needed to go. Yeah. <laughs> and now you have so much more capability of storytelling because now you can talk about, um, uh, dissension within the Jedi order without having to call them secretly Sith. Mm. Maybe they're just bad Jedi. Mm. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, and the Force, like, yeah, the Force is, it no longer has the intent that it did before. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, again, what about the midichlorians where the Force, like, manifests itself? But, you know, you're stealing from Christian elements there. Come on. The immaculate conception of Anakin Skywalker? <laughs> yep. Tell died. me that is not he's stolen from Christianity.
1: Camp. Yeah. <clears throat> Oh, what was I going to just say? I don't remember. But yeah, it's... Yeah, I'm excited still about it, but yeah, there's a lot of, it's a polarizing movie for whatever reason. It's going to be like one of, maybe the highest grossing movie of all time still, which is crazy, but
0: yeah, well that's, and that's really interesting because people are, the critics are trying to say, oh, it's done so terribly, but yeah, that was part no, of, and that, that was
1: that was part of what your article was talking about. Like, uh, it's on track to go to like $1.3 billion. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> right. What are you talking about? Right. So Yeah. Silly. Um, I guess we can move on from Star Wars now. Um, let's see. What else is happening in the world of pop culture? So just,
0: you know, let me say that I, as a Christian, like, I, I believe that everything should be very critically watched. And I think that for my kids, so my kids have not seen Star Wars ever, but my daughter wanted to be Rey. For Halloween, Really? Yeah. Where <clears throat> Sophia wanted to be Rey, and I told her, no, you can't be Rey until you watch Star Wars, because I don't believe in that. I don't believe in repping something you don't know. Mm-hmm. That said, I think that we are—it's its a cultural phenomenon, and it's important for us to have a, a commanding knowledge of it, and we can even celebrate some aspects of it knowing that it is a cultural phenomenon.
1: Um, you know, it's meat sacrifice to idols. Yeah. Yeah, someone was someone was asking me if Oliver liked Star Wars the other day, and I'm like, I guess you could say that. Like, he loves Chewbacca because Chewbacca is like a big furry animal that makes silly sounds. That but that terrible song? <laughs> yeah, Supernova Chili. And if anyone's interested, <laughs> Supernova Chili, and the song's called Chewbacca. But, yeah, like, Oliver likes Star Wars, but he's never seen the movie, and I don't plan on showing him the movie till he can, like, ask questions about the movie and stuff. Right,
0: and that's what I was going to say. I think that we're going to have to work extra hard now, because before there were inconsistencies that you could really point out, and, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't so bad um, in terms of it being inconsistent, in terms of it... Um, let's see how do i how do i make this really really simple so people can understand why i think it's bad okay this is why i don't like eastern mysticism (laughs) human beings are significant okay star wars teaches that human beings are significant or at least it used to so (laughs) human beings are significant now human beings just are in star wars that's right (laughs) yep human beings are significant Um, because they are created in the image of God. That's why I believe human beings are significant. I think every human being wants to be seen as significant, and so on and so forth. Eastern mysticism teaches that everything is the same, that there is no difference between anything else. So if everything is the same, then everything is everything, and if everything is everything, then the value of everything is nothing. So therefore, human beings are nothing. And that is why things that are based on Eastern mysticism or Eastern beliefs Um, put no value in things like that. That's why, for instance, although it's not a one-for-one example, but that's why a pantheistic belief like Hinduism um, uh, creates a society like in India, where to this day you have women walking around with water on their heads, yet they have the ability to irrigate their cities. Mm. Why do they do that? Because they don't have value except within a caste system. So, That's where Star Wars is going. You may think that I'm being like way over the top and perhaps I am because it's just a story. But when you tell children those stories and you constantly reinforce them, then they grow up to become people who, you know, have those columns that they build their houses around. And I'm not about to do that with my kids without high critique. Mm -hmm. So I think where Star Wars is going makes sense. Um, I thought it was a good movie. Probably one of the best Star Wars movies, honestly.
1: Um, number four for me. You like Force Awakens? Uh, no, it oh, ranks number four. I do like Force Awakens <laughs> the best. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <clears>
0: but <and> yeah, <throat> it's you know I I think it's dangerous to our understanding. I think it's dangerous for our children to be immersed in something that is so culturally huge. It is essentially a social narrative, right? Mm-hmm. It's like more people. You know, maybe I'm wrong here. As a Christian, more people know who Anakin Skywalker is in America than Jesus Christ in any meaningful way. Sure. And that's a problem. That's, that's a problem to me. It's pretty disgusting.
1: Yeah, to think about. Yeah. No, just this week. <clears throat> uh cuz Oliver's, you know, he's allowed to watch the occasional like shows or movies now right nothing regular but we w- we decided to watch the jungle book with him we were gonna watch the cartoon version with him but right. it's not available on netflix which sucks but the the live action one was and right we were thinking like oh yeah i remember jungle book like being pretty okay i think like you know pretty basic and easy to digest and easy to talk about and then i remember there's that elephants created everything bit in jungle Book, which was right. really awkward and so like as the movie's playing we're like had truth? did all did elephants create everything and of course like he doesn't know what to say or whatever and so you have to like talk him through it but it's true critique everything even the jungle book yep there's always something out there that's
0: God forbid that you watch Maleficent
1: oh yeah that's a bad one we're gonna keep we're gonna keep citing that movie <laughs> yeah it's
0: it's yeah
1: like I said it's like a, it was like a what do you call that? A cornerstone?
0: Uh, yeah. No, cornerstone? yeah. A cornerstone? A cornerstone And like work. the change of... Uh, yeah. It's like a watershed moment. It's a a paradigm shift. A
1: paradigm shift. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. A paradigm shift.
0: Yeah. Maleficent.
1: <sighs> All right. Moving on to... It's actually a good segue. You're talking about um, people being made in the image of God, and so that's why we, people have value and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So... You'll see why it's a good segue. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So there's this... You may think I know, but I have no idea what Adam's about to say. <laughs> yeah, or at least in order. He has no idea what I'm going to say. Right. But... <laughs> so there is um, the Matt Damon thing. Okay. Not to... Maybe, hopefully, this is the last last time on this subject, and it's, it's, it's not going to be... a cultural narrative now. It's not going to be long, but... So Matt Damon recently... I maybe I should have had a, a news clip for this. I don't know if it was an actual, like, whatever... News thing But Matt Damon said um, Suggested that there's a sexual Sexual violence spectrum mm-hmm. um, And he specifically said Surely like Slapping someone on the butt It shouldn't be treated the same as um, Molesting a child Or molesting right. a Like whatever you know Like um, raping someone Or right. whatever And so Matt Damon had a lot of um, backlash, obviously. <laughs> In a time like this, of course, he's going to have a lot of backlash. Um, right. Just for speaking, for right. one, that's a big thing. By the way, is it's men's turn to shut up? Like right. they, they're not supposed to talk at all.
0: And if you don't say something, you're, then also, you're guilty. also guilty. So yeah. you're
1: damned if you do and damned if you don't. Right. Currently, I and mean, I had this conversation with my brother the other day. By the way, like I forget the context of it, but he he cited this, and it's like. I was like, so to carry your logic out, like, yeah, people that don't speak up on the sexual assault issue are are guilty. But people that do are guilty for not being sensitive enough or for even speaking. But yeah. Um, Anyways, back to the point. He suggested that there's a sexual violence spectrum. um, And the question is, is there such a thing? And of course, he had a lot of backlash um, from celebrities and stuff that were were told him that he's he's out of line, basically. Um, So I'll just share my thoughts. And then you can, um, yeah, just um, bounce back with what you think. But so going back to the the value thing, um, I think that when it comes down to it, <clears throat> on this whole thing, what he's suggesting is that we have to ask ourselves the question of, is what I'm doing, whether it be a slap on the butt or something more heinous, is is that. Is what I'm doing productive to a healthy relationship with that person? And that's a question that should be Mm. like the filter for everything, you know? How is slapping someone on the butt productive toward a healthy relationship? Is there ever a time when it's productive toward a healthy relationship?
0: Many sports figures would tell you yes.
1: And I have a sports background, and I personally have no problem with that. I also don't (laughs) have like a history of trauma with anything like that. So whatever, like it's, you know, it's amping someone up or whatever you called it the other day. I forget what you called it. but um, So is it? Is that productive toward a healthy relationship? Is raping someone productive toward a healthy relationship? Obviously, I think the answer is no to that. I don't think, however, that there should be a universal consequence, like maybe some people are suggesting, for <clears throat> varying degrees of these things. And so, for example, when you punch someone in a, a bar fight, doesn't get the same consequence as uh, murdering someone or stabbing someone even, you know? Mm-hmm when you steal a pack of gum that doesn't generally get the same consequence as robbing a bank um and so there's there should still be degrees of consequence um i'm not saying there shouldn't be consequence and and whatever and accountability but um yeah i don't i don't think there should be a universal um like consequence for that and and then i said here yeah the problem come back to what you were just talking about that we don't respect each other as beings who are created in the image of God, and until and we until people have that universal understanding, which probably will never happen in our lifetime here on Earth, at least <laughs> um, that there's always going to be that um, fractured whatever like things. You know, people are always going to have these fractured worldviews because people aren't coming at it from the same right. From the angle they should be, <laughs> right? Yeah, to I put mean, it plainly, I,
0: I think that the issue here is sin. Mm-hmm.
1: I that's... was thinking about sin a lot too, in, in in reference to this this topic. But go ahead.
0: Well, I you know people don't people don't know how to process the evil that is within a person. They think to themselves, especially when I think of like Matt Lauer, for instance. Mm-hmm. It's like you have women who are on both sides of the spectrum, if you will. Who like work side by side with him, carry on meaningful friendships, know him to be a certain way, and then also are trying to recognize. They're trying to um, uh, reconcile the fact that he's also this person. Mm-hmm. Well, when people are who they are, momentarily, from you know point from 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 time to time, because everything is time plus chance. And you're just sort of what you are in that moment. Mm -hmm. And that's your thought process. Then of course, it's like, how do I reconcile that? Yeah. It's
1: a confusing place
0: because you're, you, you were this and now you're this, Mm -hmm. but scripture gives us a different way of looking at it. It basically says that everybody has a secret life that all people uh, were created in the image of God and therefore have the potential to act a certain way. And then, that all people are guilty of sin and because of that, they don't act the way that they're supposed to. So because of that, they live two lives. And your entire being, your entire like uh, <clears throat> uh, life is spent wrestling with doing what you um, want to do, mm-hmm. but then giving into your sinful nature to do the other thing. Now because we have this understanding that people are essentially broken we can say that um this person is a person made in the image of god that we should treat them with a certain level of respect and so on and so forth but if a person doesn't understand that someone's broken but just views their entire value as evil
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know <laughs> what do you expect
1: it's confusing now it's- I just—it was just a brief thought that I had when I was like typing earlier, but like I was thinking how, like thinking about like sin as an entity, yeah, you know, and how it—it's really—it was kind of scaring <laughs> me thinking about it, but like how it really has a foothold in that world, you yeah. know, and it was like it was really kind of, um yeah, Anarming. I don't know how. Yeah, I guess the the only word that I could think of to describe it is like it was really kind of scary to me to think about that like sin is very alive and thriving in that environment and it's yeah, I don't know. Yeah,
0: it's got a foothold.
1: Foothold, yeah.
0: Um with that said, um I don't I don't I don't once you start viewing things that way, I don't think that it's responsible to view it as either way that's being presented. If that makes sense. So it's like, is it a spectrum or is it um, a set of individual components? Um, The idea of the spectrum is, of course, that these things are uh, like a ladder almost. You know, that it it always ends with these negative things and it starts down here. (coughs) So psychologically, and this is like thinking of like Mindhunter on Netflix and talking about like Profiling. Mm-hmm. So psychologically, if you start with this action down here, like you like wearing your mom's uh, sure. uh, clothes or something, then you're going to end up over here, like killing women and dressing up as your mom or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think we can do that. I think that we can do that to a degree, um, <clears throat> but I don't think that we can do that as a whole. And and here's why: because people are broken. So I think that the way that it should be looked at, this is kind of weird, but I think the way that it should be looked at as, or is, is like a game Mm -hmm. of, um, connect the dots. Okay. Okay. So like, um, connect the dots has like numbers, right? Mm -hmm. And so you follow those numbers. So what if there were two sets of instructions Okay, so there's two sets of instructions. One is bad, one is good. So somebody gives you the bad instructions, and so you follow that, and you end up with a bad drawing, mm-hmm. right? But one is good, and you end up with the drawing that was intended. And then you have people who can't follow instructions at all, and they just kind of draw lines from to wherever, mm-hmm. right? That's kind of how I view like, human uh, interaction in general. So you have the good instruction, which I believe is revelation. It's something that comes outside. It's not an instruction that's on the paper. Mm -hmm. Then you have the bad instruction, which is from people that um, are trying to get you to secretly draw penises. (laughs) 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 Like uh, that one other Netflix show. American Vandal. Yeah, American Vandal. So they're like, oh yeah, just go to the next line and the next line. And then you end up drawing a penis. And then you get in trouble because you followed those instructions, but you got to see it through. You got to make that image. <laughs> so that is what I think people are describing as the continuum. They're saying that if you follow these instructions, you get from point A to point B because you've hit all these points and this is what a bunch of different people have done. And so therefore it's a continuum. Well, yeah, that is a continuum because you have bad con- uh, instructions. Hmm. But does that mean that all the pieces are therefore necessarily bad? Or that because somebody drew a line from point A to point Z, and the bad instruction said draw a line from point A to point Z, that therefore that person must be bad also and hmm. is trying to draw a penis. Hmm. I think that that is really short-sighted.
1: Yeah, small-minded. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where do you go from there? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think I think it's small-minded. I think that it comes from a place of fear. And I get why. But if you're gonna come from a place of fear, fear is the
1: path to the dark side, man. Oh, nice full circle. <laughs> and that's how we get it. <laughs> All right, moving on. Oh man, we're at forty-two minutes. Let, let's take a break real quick and do our okay. We're doing a end. We're doing basically a, a general twenty seventeen trivia. Trivia. No, no topic off limits or no category off limits. I mean, right. So. Um, yeah, I guess so. With that said, let's play let's play some trivia. Sound good? Yep. Okay. Um someone deleted my sound. But
0: <clears throat> What? Are you sure someone deleted your sound?
1: With that said, let's play a trivia. <laughs> time to play the game. All
0: right.
1: All right, all right, all right. Time to play the game.
0: I always (laughs) That second time he says it just gets me every time. And
1: the laugh is similar to how you laugh sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) It's a dumb laugh, but (laughs) all right. I'll ask you first. Okay. I'm just gonna real basic. I'm worried about this. 2017. Let's do it. What was envelope gate? Envelope gate? (laughs) So you know how? So you know how like different um, based on Watergate. Yeah, different like things that happen, like bad things happen. Take okay, on, take I'm on going a to gate. I'm going to take a guess. So, so DeflateGate okay. okay. was I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to take a guess. Here all it was. All right, 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 Steve Harvey. Oh, that was a good guess, but I think that was 2016. Ah, all right, EnvelopeGate. So that was eh, yeah yeah wrong. EnvelopeGate was when Warren Beatty announced the Best Picture winner at the Oscars back in February. Um, and he announced La La Land because La La Land won a ton of other words. Oh,
0: you're right. But it was Moonlight.
1: I forgot, and about and it that. was so awkward and live and beautiful. <laughs> I forgot about that. And you
0: and you know what I'm talking about with Steve Harvey, where he announced yeah, the, the Miss, wrong winner for Miss from America, America or
1: something like that. Yeah, he did the wrong one. Yeah. Okay,
0: one. I got one wrong.
1: All right, go. Man, I need some water.
0: Okay, this two-word phrase became a part of the cultural lexicon to describe everything from. Good faith errors to meme warfare to journalistic networks. Two word phrase.
1: Two word phrase. It became popular this year. Yep. It became popular in what platforms? It's it's part of the cultural
0: lexicon. But
1: what? Journalistic what? Uh,
0: Let's see. Everything from meme or everything from good faith errors to meme warfare to journalistic networks.
1: Good faith errors, meme warfare to journalistic errors. Networks. Networks. I don't know. Fake news. Fake news. Yep. Uh, It's fake news. Yep. Good job. All right. Oh, this is a good one. Okay. I worry that I worded it too easy for you. But anyways, here it goes. This new TV partnership finally came face to face, and by the end of the season, they gave us a cringeworthy Luke Leia kiss that had us all saying, "No!" Oh, that's from Game of Thrones. Okay.
0: Oh. <laughs> uh, Daenerys and uh, what
1: is his name? Jon Snow. Yeah. Who are aunt and, uh, aunt nephew, and nephew? I think. Yeah, aunt, aunt and, and nephew, nephew. nephew is what it yeah. is. And they portrayed it. I think we talked about it on yep, one of our we podcasts. Did. We did. They tried to paint it as a beautiful thing, but it, some people it was it really like, some ah! right <laughs> they're right. related. Right. Uh, good job. Okay.
0: okay, here we go. The Verge called this a boring movie about a boring boy and his boring conflict between wanting to be a boring good kid and not wanting to be murdered by Kevin Spacey. Everyone else called it genius.
1: Oh, dude, that movie was good. Yeah. Baby driver? Yeah. A boring, boring kid, boring. <laughs>
0: that's what The Verge called it. That's yeah.
1: a harsh. <laughs> that's a harsh label. Yeah, but uh, good job. You got one. Baby driver. Yeah, Edgar Wright. Yep. Good movie. Uh, number three. Oh, this is a good one. This is right up your alley. <clears throat> a painting by this artist sold for around four hundred and fifty million dollars this year, despite skepticism on whether or not it was even authentic. Da Vinci yeah okay good yeah sorry i had to make sure that i was right <laughs> and it was a painting of like um christ or something like right, that right, right, it right. was some saudi prince had it right and can't and like what where is this coming from where did you get this how did you get it right but now it's like highly um credited towards right towards da vinci so yeah i forget the name it's like latin or whatever something i think it's just maybe jesus savior or something savior cristo I, I don't remember anyways good job
0: Okay, <clears throat> viewers unanimously hated this episode entitled Punk. The episode entitled Punk of this long awaited sophomore binge watch
1: series. Sophomore binge watch series. The episode was titled Punk and everyone hated it. Mm-hmm. So is the show on Netflix? Possibly. I don't think Hulu does whole seasons. They do. Really? At once? Uh, Maybe not Because oh, the Runaways or whatever, Runaways is like every three. week They did the first three Man it's, it's
0: bugging like... me I'm telling you I've been watching Runaways And it's bugging me So it's a Netflix show Second season It could be season. It could
1: be a Netflix show I'm not saying that Okay Binge watch though That's... It's a binge watch series Alright I'm just gonna stick with my gut And say it's a Netflix show And okay. it's second season And the episode was titled Punk Yeah And people hated it Yes <clears throat> What is the show? Second season. <laughs> the only thing that keeps replaying in my head is stupid Iron Fist, but that was only <laughs> one show, so one season. So, um, <clears throat> okay, is it Netflix?
0: I'm not telling you that. No hints. I'm not telling you.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Punk. Stranger Things. People hated that uh, the episode?
0: Unanimously, yeah. It's like the one where she's not or maybe you haven't watched it, I don't know. I haven't finished it yet. But she's not in bed. she's not in the in the area and she goes and hangs out with like
1: punkers. Oh, she wore like used. a ton of makeup. Mm hmm. People hated it. I guess yeah. I'll have to watch it for yep. why. Did you hate it?
0: Um it definitely was it off. It,
1: yeah, it was off. Like it, yeah. She picked up a cool look from it. This is a bad worded question, and it's hard for you to get based on it, but I'm just going to ask it because okay. what I have time. All right, do it. Um, for a moment, this appeared to be what all the, the best singers were doing. And I say that maybe like three or four had them come out. I'll give you a hint even. Netflix is the hint.
0: Netflix?
1: Singers. And it was like... It seemed like one came out and then like really shortly after another one came out and then tri- after. I mean
0: all I all I all I can think is it doing specials. Like comedy specials? Yeah, like like uh, like a Michael Buble Christmas.
1: No. It's <coughs> no, it's not that. But it is close but it's like documentaries or bio by bi- biographies oh, or whatever. Okay. So like Lady Gaga had hers oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and Katy Perry and then it was like, What? Is this a thing now? Like everyone's Everyone's got a thing now, and then they're releasing it on Netflix, so... And apparently they're, like, really good, I guess. Some of the girls say they're good, but whatever. I want to watch them. Yeah. Your turn. That was a hard one.
0: Okay. This show caused full-on tantrums at McDonald's when when McDonald's failed to produce enough dipping sauce for its fan base.
1: Uh, I know the sauce you're talking about, but a show made it a thing? Uh Uh-huh. Can you read it one more time?
0: This show caused full-on tantrums at McDonald's when McDonald's failed to produce enough dipping sauce for its fan base. Hmm. Like, full-on tantrums. Really? Yeah, like What's people...
1: the sauce? Szechuan sauce,
0: right? Right, from Mulan.
1: The only show I can think of is that s- Superstore or whatever. It's uh-huh. not that. That's not it, though. What is it? Rick and Morty. Oh, really? oh, totally. Now yeah. it's yep, yep, Rick and Morty. All right. Final question. Okay. In an unprecedented move, this movie fired its lead actor, reshot all of its scenes and released said movie 1 month later.
0: Oh, come on. I don't remember. Uh, all and them, it's all getting
1: Oscar the, buzz for all, the All the money in the world. Bingo. Good job. Man, Good that was is... And I can't deny the fact that you like me. <laughs> Right Wait, is Christopher Plummer getting Oscar buzz? A lot. And I can't deny that. Because that's hilarious. No, it's crazy. That I old when man. They, that he's old like 90-something years old. He just old. comes out of nowhere and steals an Oscar. He's like, from Kevin Spacey. <laughs> right. He's like,
0: yeah, I'll do it. It's not like whatever. he stole an
1: Oscar from Danny Rand. <laughs> well, from I mean, Kevin Spacey. I
0: mean, it's but it's not just it's not just the script, right? It's not like anybody who read the script would get an Oscar. It's, it's like, true. He like came out of nowhere and was like, yeah, whatever.
1: Yeah, I think... Yeah, I think I really have a a vision for what that character should be like. Let me try this out. Uh, (laughs) he just delivers.
0: I can film all of that in two days so that you can get it out in one One
1: month. One (laughs) month! I I was like flabbergasted when I first read that they fired him.
0: That's Captain Von Trapp.
1: No? No? Sound of Music? Oh, yeah. Christopher Plummer? I I read some some girl from Sound of Music died the other day. She did. The oldest Von Trapp child. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, Your final question. You're winning going into this. Here we go I think two to one
0: This record breaker released 27 years after its first telling And it was shipped to theaters with the inverted code name Pound Foolish
1: Is Pound Foolish a hint towards what it is? It is Okay, say the question one more time
0: This record breaker released 27 years after its first telling And it was shipped to theaters with the inverted code name
1: Pound Foolish It's a movie then
0: Yes, a record breaker
1: You said telling, and it's the first telling, and that was a weird word, but pound foolish. I remember that this year there was something big about a movie like that, but I can't remember the movie. It's not Fight Club. I don't know. No, what is it? 27 years
0: after the first time he came out, there was a character. Got me on pins and needles here. (laughs) Whose name was Pennywise. It was it. Pound Foolish. Right, it's an inversion. Like, Penny versus Pound, and then Foolish versus Wise.
1: That's a good so when one. they released it they Those like tricky devils. <laughs> yeah. They always
0: come up with Adam and I used to work in the in yeah. the
1: in the movie theaters and they always release just the weirdest Yeah, they'd ship the they'd ship the cans of film, yeah, or whatever with weird names and you're like, "Oh, I see what you did there." Or, yep. "I didn't see what you did there." You were really throwing someone off with right. that. Right. Yeah. Like Star Wars would be called dog food or something. <laughs> yeah. Like, "What?" Something <laughs> so
0: nobody would steal it. That's the idea.
1: Yeah. So, um <laughs> all right we're at almost an hour let's uh i'm gonna skip that Elisa Singer one cool comedian but let's just end on the lord thing <clears throat> okay yes all right <laughs> so recently um lord canceled her tour um in israel Amid all the the Jerusalem controversy or whatnot, um, obviously Trump acknowledging Jerusalem um, <clears throat> and the backlash that would follow. Um, well, basically, Lord was under a lot of fire for this, and there was this Palestinian activist that was quoted as saying, uh, "Today, millions of people stand opposed to the Israeli government's policies of oppression, ethnic cleansing, human rights violations, occupation, and apathy." As part of this struggle, we believe that an economic, intellectual, and artistic boycott, so an artistic boycott, is an effective way of speaking out against these crimes. Playing in Tel Aviv will, will be seen as giving support to the policies of the Israeli government even if you make no comment on the political situation. Such an effort cannot be undone by even the best intention and the best music. Um, so, Lord apparently thought good and hard of that as she said in this article which you can view but she took a lot in and and really thought about it and she decided to pull out because you know i guess she was in line with the palestinian people or didn't like what um she thinks is happening or thinks is being presented with israel with israel so the question i guess for us to talk about is a couple like should as i put it Should the geopolitics be hindering art? Do artists have a responsibility when it comes to, um, politics, um, is, is Israel for, is Israel different than any other region in turmoil? It's not the only country in the world that has problems and stuff and where people aren't seeing eye to eye, um, this country, you know, for example, is, is if Lord performs in America, does that mean she's pro Trump, for example? Um, So, like, when does the buck stop?
0: According to her, it does, apparently. You
1: <laughs> mean she's
0: pro-Trump? So she, she, she plays in America, so she must be
1: pro-Trump. Oh, according to her, like, stand that she yep. made. Okay, that's gotcha. my okay.
0: opinion. You've got my opinion now. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it quickly can become a slippery slope. Um, so I'll, I'll just say what I think, and then, yeah. and then Josh, you can chime in. But So my thought is, uh, once again, as a person who is— choosing to live in um that lifestyle and that kind of big career and whatever um it's kind of what you're getting into you're going to be under a microscope for every little thing you do or don't do say or don't say as we said earlier Mm -hmm. um whether it's right or not or whether it's fair or not i don't think that an artist should have to worry about what kind of political stance they're taking when they for example decide to go on a world tour or something and and share their art um they're sharing their art with people so that others can connect and emote with them, and or at least that's what they're supposed to be doing in theory. Um, and it seems to be, according to this article, dabbling in the politics of things. And it's a slippery slope, an unnecessary slope, I think, of critique and something out of nothing mentality, and it's only going to lead people to a butting of the heads. And wasn't there a time or it, wasn't it a thing that like um, – like, music, or at least sports, I know. Like, sports was yep. a neutral ground, you yep. know? Like, the Olympics, for example. During The Olympics were held during World War II, and yep. nations from all over the world came and participated. In Germany. In Germany, okay? <laughs> I I remember... And a
0: black man from America. Yeah, so, like, the, there is Jesse a history of... Jesse...
1: Yeah, I forget his name, Robbins? but he was a big... Yeah, he was... Was he a track star, I think? Yeah. yeah he's the guy that... Fist Up, that's what made that popular, wasn't it? Before the Black Panthers?
0: That I don't know. That's an interesting piece of trivia.
1: Someone fact check us on that. Um, But, yeah, like, there was a time when this kind of platform was a neutral ground where people didn't have to worry about this kind of thing. And, like, I remember, and I don't know how much you know, but, like, the Miracle game, the hockey game back in 1980 during the Cold War, like, that was a big deal because of the Cold War going on. And That movie had a great soundtrack. Great soundtrack. It's a great story. And, like the and afterward like so they you know beat the russians spoiler alert they go on to beat sweden or something and then win the gold medal but like the russians you know these communist nation like these people like there was like a deep respect that was given to the american hockey team like and so it was there was this understanding like there was a neutral ground and so i i'm sad that we are apparently departing from this in in art too now um where an artist can't has to worry about this and it sucks that lord you know ch- chose the way she did i guess but um yeah it's it's an unfortunate time and i don't think that it's right i guess yeah i mean i would agree it's a slippery slope
0: i think it's one of those things that we as a church face on a regular basis um, that's a conversation that we've had where people have tried to pull us into things and said oh if you're not saying this mm. then you're not Mm -hmm. You're not doing your job and you're supposed to be a church. And so you have to, you know, say things a certain way as if they know or have any sort of authority. And the truth of the matter is that is just not true. You know, what are we going to do? Hide under a rock?
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Cause that's what you'd have to do. You know, I mean, to be thoroughly consistent so And that, that's really what we're talking about here. To be thoroughly consistent, does Lord um, use a, a cell phone that, you know, she's made sure isn't made by people who get paid
1: way in less China than they something. should in China? Yeah, or India or something like that. Exactly. Does she wear clothes, you know? What, yeah. Where does the buck stop? Right. It's such a slippery slope. Jesse Owens. Heidi Parker says it's Jesse Owens. The the athlete?
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Heidi. Um Yeah, where does the buck stop? That's that's what it comes down to. As a church, people have tried to to put us into that box. Yeah, that's and what it
1: is. You just everyone wants to box you in. If you're not this, right? then you're this. Right. Or because of this, that's all you are.
0: Right. And and it's funny because you know it's it's not binary like that. And especially in something that is expressive, and and you're right, in the arts it didn't used to be that way. Um, We did have people who sort of made that stance when it was forced upon them, like Marlena Dietrich, she just died, but the Nazis like approached her and, or didn't just die, she just had a birthday, she's been dead. I don't know, but the Nazis approached her. She was a German star and the Nazis approached her to like come be the star of Germany. And she said no. And then she started speaking Hmm. out, out against the Nazis. And it's a really sad story because she ended up, she wanted to be buried in her hometown in Germany and they wouldn't, um, they, they like saw her as a traitor, you know, but she, Yeah. So it's like there there are certain places where you should speak out and then there are certain places where it's like you shouldn't. But is there a responsibility to speak out um at all times to be uh to be to make to be a public figure in the fullest sense? I don't think so. I think that that's uh a ridiculous burden for any human being to have to bear.
1: Yeah. It's
0: inappropriate and and the art doesn't support it. That's not what they're doing.
1: Yeah. Then you have the artists, on the other hand, though, that like that is what they're all about. Like, right. I'm thinking of like Bruce Springsteen, like repping America, you know, and right. like being super pro American freedom, and Toby Keith, and I remember there was that thing with the the Dixie Chicks and stuff. Right. Um, but but that's different, right?
0: Like being for something is different than being against something,
1: or being for something is different than. Being responsible for something? Is that... Yeah. Is that right?
0: Yeah. Like, like Bruce Springsteen is for because America. Because everyone's for something. Yeah, it's for America. Yeah, and that's And for, what... like, the hardworking America... Here's a good example. Just because you were a German in World War II did not make you a Nazi sympathizer.
1: hmm
0: But if you, like... But there were plenty of churches, for instance who literally dropped the German title because churches, a lot of churches came from Germany and there were a bunch of churches that had German in the title of the church, German or Lutheran German church, for mm. instance, they dropped the title of German off of it because it made you a Nazi sympathizer. Mm. That's ridiculous. Mm. It's absolutely ridiculous. And people need to like, I don't know, grow a pair. <laughs> That's, you know, like, once you start down that slope,
1: you've compromised. The Bible says that you are not to be respecters of men. Yeah, so now Lord has this precedent now. And so how consistent is she going to be with that? Right. Like you like we say, right. you know, like, does that mean don't come back to your country and perform in your country? If you don't like Trump, I don't know what she likes or doesn't well, like. Well,
0: and but. then on top of it, you know, this this sort of hating on Israel, this anti-Semitic um understanding of things like okay so she's studied that israel has done atrocious things sure of course it has so has the u.s yeah i was gonna say <laughs> look at us so has britain which i think is, or she's new zealand right well new zealand probably hasn't done anything atrocious. is she, is she <laughs> i think from... she's i think she's from new zealand i don't know heidi parker <laughs> fact check us. but yeah heidi parker fact check us Anyway. All of these countries have done atrocious things. Who are you to say that in the name is New Zealand? Who are you to say that in the, yeah, New Zealand, who knows what they, what are they, Switzerland? Like, I don't know what
1: they've done. I don't know. But (laughs) who are
0: you to say, who are you to place yourself in in the position of like moral authority Mm -hmm. and say that this action was appropriate where this action was not appropriate yeah, Israel's done atrocious things. Have you considered what was done to Israel?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, and I'm not saying you should. I I don't think that that responsibility belongs on a single person to speak as a moral authority. I don't even think that that belongs on pastors. You know, it doesn't belong on politicians. It doesn't belong on pastors. And when anybody has to bear that weight, like the president of the United States, mm-hmm. or God forbid, like Winston Churchill in 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 world war ii Mm -hmm. it's like that's a terrible weight to bear Mm. it shouldn't just be like cast upon that person and it should only be done with extreme solace and you know like an extreme fervor about doing what is morally right so then my question is lord Do you have a moral authority? Lord with an E. Lord with an E. Sacrilege or something here. Lord with a with a capital L and lowercase O R D and an E attached to it? Yeah. Do you have a moral authority that you're answering to where you feel that you must, that you are compelled to speak out against the atrocities committed by Israel? Or do you just not like what Israel's done? Because why are you singling them out? That makes you anti-Semitic.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think she just got... um, I I don't think she's trying to be for the record, but that's what it amounts to. She got strong-armed. She got scared. I think
0: so. And she should be scared because that is a stupid way to put on somebody. And shame on those people for doing that to that poor 21-year-old.
1: She's only 21 years old?
0: 1996. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. I remember being 21. That's... Why would you do that to somebody like that? You know, like, why would you put that weight onto them? It's terrible. Like, that's essentially turning her into a moral soldier.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: You know, like, you send a soldier out into battle, like, they might have to kill somebody and take another person's life because there's a certain level of morality involved and they have to be clear about what that morality is. And now you're saying that somehow these... Actors and actresses and stars and so on and so forth Who are on a mission of mercy, essentially mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not a mission of mercy like their Red Cross But they are a mission of mercy in the sense that they're sharing they're art They're just
1: sharing, yeah
0: They're sharing art that they hope will, like, make people feel better, mm-hmm. essentially And you're telling them that they they Either they pick up a weapon mm-hmm. Or they're not like pretty jacked up Yeah So this is what I say to that as an artist and as an artist myself. Be a conscientious objector. Like say, no, I'm not going to be put into that box. Hmm. Maybe that's a bad example. I don't know if that's one for one, but... Wait. I'm
1: spitballing. If what's a bad example? Conscientious objector. Oh. Yeah, no, it's a... This is a crazy time. (laughs) It's a crazy time of sensitivities and... And boxing. In well, I think about,
0: you know, last year, like we were, we're centered in Portland. And I think about last year, like all the stuff that was going on with like race rioting, when mm-hmm. Trump was elected, like all this stuff. It's like, you know, oh, what's the church going to say? The church isn't going to say anything about that. Mm-hmm. You know, Jesus, he lived in a Roman rule. When do you hear Jesus talking about, you know, uh, the fact that the Romans were constantly slaughtering children because they were invalid or because they had Down syndrome or because, you know, or for, for any number of reasons, you know. When are yeah. you going to talk about the fact that they uh, were conquering nations and raping people as a matter of their military practice? When are you going to talk about the fact that the Roman tax collectors were encouraged to cheat people? That stuff isn't talked about by Jesus. Why? Because what's important is where we're headed, not where we are. Hmm. And so I'm not going to be put into a box that this is what I need to talk about, even if it is going on around me. I mean, I got respect for people who do and who bear that weight, like MLK. But come on. It's ridiculous.
1: That's where I'm at. (laughs) No, I mean that's a that's a good that's a good point. I think we should wrap up though. All right, we're over an hour, so um, yeah. If you're interested in the topics that we were talking about, um, go see Star Wars for one. Um, <laughs> right. And you can read you can read uh, what we were talking about on our website cultureinsanity.wordpress.com, or you can check us out on Facebook and Twitter at cultureinsanity. If you have something that uh, you're interested in us talking about, then you could submit that to us on one of our those platforms. And if you're interested in exploring your faith or completely new to it um, and to Christ or the Bible, you can check out the Help tab on the Vigilance.blog. And Josh is pointing at me. Yeah, I just,
0: I just want to throw out there, be prepared, next show, which is next year, we're going to have information for a new... Um, yeah. A new? A new... Um, vrn show slash ministry or whatever talking about doctrine called cross examination -examination. so we'll get you more information about that but it's going to be live
1: last sunday fourth sunday of the month. fourth sunday of the month
0: it'll be on facebook live so afternoon time yeah afternoon time so any questions that you have about the doctrine of the trinity that's a good time for you to ask
1: them so cool So with that said, I guess we'll see you next year. See you next year. Cool.
0: views presented in this program are not meant to express the specific views of the Lafayette Bible Fellowship. You are listening to the Vigilance Radio Network.